Paul Tecker. Is that correct? That's Tecker. correct. Um, yeah. With H2Ops, a, a sparkling hop water. My name is Paul Tecker. I'm, we're, I'm the founder of H2Ops, the original sparkling hop water since uh, 2014. And uh, we created a category. Um, you know, back in 2012, I was, you know, just an avid home brewer, you know, love craft beer, was experimenting with growing hops in my backyard and uh, uh, and just had some left over and just had that light bulb moment inspiration to say, you know, hops are the amazing flavor in craft beer. It's like the spice of uh, of beer and, uh, and it's only enjoyed in beer. You know, what would it taste like if you just put it with sparkling water and brewed it like a beer without, you know, the sugars and the yeast and, you know, all the other stuff that's, that's in beer. And it was actually really good. And uh, it just kind of like, wow, you know, I, sparkling water was my uh, go-to as a, uh, as a substitute when I'm not drinking or just trying to moderate. And uh, this is just, uh, I just thought, man, this could just be incredible. You know, our hop water has two ingredients. It has hops, which are, you know, it's a plant, it's a, uh, it's a kind of like a little green pine cone that has these amazing citrusy, piney, floral flavors uh, uh, to them and, uh, and, and water. And we use these craft brewing techniques to extract out that flavor. Uh, and then we, we add carbonation and uh, that's what I call hop water. And, you know, we started off as just, uh, you know, just a crazy idea that uh, nobody thought would go anywhere. And uh, now we have major competition, you know, from from big, big breweries and uh, and other startup beverage companies. So it's kind of it's pretty amazing how far it's how far it's come. That's pretty cool. So the original you just used hops from your backyard, I think, is where I read. Yeah, right, right. So yeah. now are the hops from all over or do you have like a specific spot that you get them from? Yeah, very good question. Um, you know, we we buy our hops, uh, you know, commercially from a, a co-op of farmers up in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, it's called Yakima Chief. It's this co-op and they have, I don't know, a dozen different uh, farmers or more that uh, that we contract with. And so we say, you know, we're, you know, we're green to buy um, X amount of hops and uh, go ahead and plant them and you can be assured that you're going to get a fair price for your for your crop and we also get good good opportunities to select the hops and make sure we're getting uh, really really great product uh, and uh, there's there's uh, there's over a hundred different varieties of hops if you can believe that or not you know it's they're not all the same and if you want to try to divide that up you have bittering hops uh, and then you have what are called aroma hops, which are more, you know, added for flavors. And those are the ones that are most interesting to us. Historically, hops were just, you know, uh, you know, sort of a, a bittering type uh, product in beer to balance out the sweetness, right? So you're trying to balance out sweetness and bitterness, and you come up with that really, that spot that really makes for an enjoyable drink. Um, but, you know, later on in the craft brewing revolution that, you know, the craft brewers said, hey, give us some of those other hops or these that are, you know, not just for bittering, but, you know, they have, they might have a little bit of bitterness to them, but, uh, uh, but they have all these just super complex, you know, flavors and, uh, and it's really just, you know, if you think about, you know, the popularity of craft beer, that's what's really done it. It's just, you know, it's just the, the, the taste and the, the flavors that you can get from the hops. Uh, but then also, you know, they, they use a lot, you know, there's different, different malts and grains and different kinds of yeast. And so there's, you know, in beer, it, it gets, it gets, uh, you know, you have, you have more tools in your tool chest, but. I had to grow hops in our backyard. 
and um, hops really like cool temperatures and 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 Louisiana is not cool, nor is it dry. <laughs> and you're in California, so you drew, you grew hops in your backyard. I, I you know I thought I was just you know it was a waste of money uh, because I know this is not the hop growing region. You know because of the Pacific Northwest and Idaho, very cold winters warm summers, you know, they're, they're generally grown on the, you know, in the uh, kind of inland Washington and inland Oregon and, you know, in Idaho is kind of a similar geography and, and, and climate and that's kind of optimal, you know, for, for hops. And so, but, you know, hops are, you, you buy these, they're called rhizomes, they're little root clippings and you plant them and then the hops come up. And, uh, and so I figured maybe one will come up and I think I bought a dozen different varieties and kind of along my wall uh, you know uh, kind of a perimeter wall of my of my house there's a little planter i just planted some and i marked them you know cascade columbus you know citra you know whatever it is and you know i think only one came up and it was the columbus <laughs> hop and uh and it actually grew pretty well you know and it still does i still have i still have those growing in my backyard and they come up and it's not commercial quantity, you know, quality where you're going to have just this floribunda of, you know, hop, hops everywhere. But, you know, there's enough to brew with and, you know, you can break them apart and smell them and and really appreciate the hop. And you can even, um, you know, sometimes I like to just put one in a bottle, you know, just kind of like a your own dry hop as you would a, a lime in a in a in a Mexican beer. Right. Oh, that's interesting. And, uh, and it's that's kind of fun. Um, but you know you have to have fresh hops to to do that, and you know they 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 uh, they grow once they they come up once a year. You know it's so it's a it's a. Well, ours are get about a handful uh, last year, but we did the same thing, planted oh, cool. three or four different varieties, and said, yeah, let's see what happens. So yeah, um, yeah. So I, I think yeah, you can uh, you can try to make your own hop water with them. You know you can um, you know I think you actually had your. Um, H2 Ops. Um, I think we tagged you a couple of years ago. We yeah. were uh, we were pretty fascinated with the concept um, in the beer world. Um, it seems to be the same innovations that came with the craft brewers, uh, where they 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 said, "Oh, well, we don't want the same old, same old. We're going to do different and interesting things." And it seems to me, in our research, that that craft brewers are also leading the way in in this market and in and in this arena would you agree and what's been your experience about that yeah no i i totally agree um you know i guess a little bit of a difference between us and the non-alcoholic beers is that we're not trying to be a beer we're really something that's kind of altogether different right. um you know we're at this sort of nexus of sparkling water and 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 uh, beer i guess just because we don't have malts we don't have yeast there's no sugar so it's zero alcohol zero calories gluten-free um, so, so it's a little bit different, but, but, you know, to your comment, I think one of the things that's really fascinating, uh, in these trends is that, you know, for us and for the non-alcoholic beer consumers, you know, some people think that, you know, this is just for people who have a drinking problem or, you know, they have health issues and they just can't drink. And that, but, but the reality is that 80% today, maybe it was different back, back, you know, back in the old days when, non-alcoholic beer was, you know, pretty much, you yeah, know, yeah. We know. You, you, would, you would only drink it if you had to, I guess, uh, or yeah. if you re you're really desperate. But um, but today, you know, this great quality product, but, you know, 80%, over 80% of, of people who drink 
are hop water and or people who drink non-alcoholic beer these non-alcoholic alternatives in wine and spirits you know they they also drink alcohol you know on other occasions you know so they're moderating they're just they're they're just like well geez you know i have a busy lifestyle you know i have a big meeting tomorrow it's during the week or i want to sleep well tonight you know there's uh yeah. you know they're they're doing it for all these different reasons just uh you know just to generally feel better or just moderate or just kind of manage their life a little bit better and and not not have those negative effects of alcohol you know all the time you know and uh you know that's 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 the real thing and then i think also foodies you know and people that are just either craft beer aficionados or just people who just like appreciate flavor and taste and innovation are just gravitating to it because it's just like this whole new world you know and uh, so it has that sort of functional part of it that is um you know allows you to to moderate and feel feel great and and you know kind of manage your manage your life a little bit better um and uh, and then certainly it's great for people that you know are you know are pregnant or decide to take a break for a dry january or whatever it may be um but you know it's it's kind of funny i think a lot of people that have started with those dry Januarys or, Hey, I'm going to take a week off or whatever it is. It's just like, geez, I feel pretty good. And then they kind of extend it and it, and it, yeah. they slowly change, you know, they kind of moderate over time. But, uh, but the interesting statistic I think is that, you know, you know, if you're buying these products, you know, this is not just something for people who have problems with alcohol, you know, it's people right. that are just moderating or, uh, you know, just making, making different decisions and, uh, and, and appreciating the quality and the craftsmanship that, you know, a lot of the craft breweries that that are starting up just as a non-alcoholic craft brewery, or uh, you're even just adding it to their portfolio. You know, a lot of major craft breweries are just like, hey, you know, we can do a non-alcoholic too. And, you know, that another interesting thing too, not to kind of add on to that, is, you know, that it actually costs more to make a non-alcoholic uh, beverage than an alcoholic beverage, because I know a lot of people kind of look at it, at least, at least in the in the beer and the wine and the spirits and even you know in hop water um you know it the the alcohol comes for free you know people think oh man the alcohol <laughs> yeah. is really valuable but it's really just the it's it's a chemical process of you know sugars being converted to alcohol with with yeast um but if you're going to remove that alcohol i mean the 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 um, the technology and the you know a lot of the you know there's there's dealkalizers that are uh, not to get too technical but you know over a million dollars of equipment, you know, that a brewery would have to buy to remove the alcohol, you know, from that and that, you know, so it's super expensive to, to do it. There's other ways to brew, you know, to reduce the alcohol and there's a lot of different techniques, but, but, but overall, and then, and then also alcohol is a preservative. And so when you don't have alcohol, you have to have, you know, these safety measures and equipment, you know, that, that will pasteurize the product to keep it safe or you add preservatives which we don't but but that that equipment is on top you know of what a normal brewery would have to have you know and so and, and you know a lot of times we get pushback by geez how can you be charging the same price as beer for your product when it doesn't have any alcohol in it but uh you know it that's is. that's kind of the background story on it for for us in the non-alcoholic beverage industry yeah so is your product brewed like a beer or is it a different process yeah yeah that's that's a good question too i noticed your you know obviously your name is brewed and boozed food <laughs> and uh you know brewed there's there's a, there's a difference between brewing and fermentation you know so i think 
you know, the way that we define uh, brood is kind of using temperature to extract out the flavors and goodness from the plants, right? So that could be brewed coffee, brewed tea. And, you know, the same thing happens in beer and spirits and wine too. You know, it's the, the hot temperatures extracting out the flavor from the malts and all that. But the fermentation process, which, you know, is converting the sugars into alcohol using yeast, uh, and also that produces some CO2, you know, the bubbles, um, you know, that that's really the fermentation process. And so, yes, we brew it and we brew it using these craft brewing techniques, which, you know, is different additions at the hot stage and the cold stage. And we use a variety of these super premium hops that are, you know, highly sought after like citrus, Simco, Amarillo's, uh, uh, Mosaic, uh, you know, these, these, these kind of hops that you're, you're familiar with and in, in some of the finer craft beers. Um, and, uh, and that's how we brew it. There's no alcohol to remove. There's no alcohol produced, you know, and if the, to be defined as a non-alcoholic uh, beverage, it has to have 0.5% alcohol or less. So most of the beers and, you know, the non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic wines and all that have 0.5% alcohol. We have zero, um, uh, just, just because it's just, it's just not part of the, not part of the process. And so there's really nothing for us to remove. And then, you know, the gluten in beer for people who are sensitive to gluten, um, you know, that comes from the malt and the grains in there and we don't, we don't have that. And so, you know, for people that care about gluten, um, you know, hop water is a great alternative, you know, cause it has absolutely zero. The thing I noticed about yours is your water is that the hops is all that's there. And so they're very fresh and they're very, flavorful yeah. because that's what you're tasting you're not yeah. tasting all these other parts and pieces uh that may or may not in some you know sometimes yeah. there's you're you're trying to balance it so it's hoppy and not sweet and and for people who don't like super sweet things all you taste in yours is hops and yeah and i think that's a nice refreshing feature of of your product yeah yeah i mean i the you know, I, I have a background in the beverage industry, right? So, you know, I worked for, for a long time before doing this and deciding to, 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 to come up with, to try to commercialize and try to make a living doing this. But, um, uh, you know, the, the standard thing in for sodas and juices and teas is you go to a flavor house and they have all these different flavors, you know, which are just, you know, concentrated extracts of this and that there's some are natural some are artificial but you know you mix them together and you add them to things to, to really en enhance the flavor and that's a lot of how a lot of drinks or sodas and are, are made and um, you know a lot of people just said geez just go to a flavor house and get a little of this flavor and that flavor and make it sort of taste like hops and or add a little bit of hop oil or extract which is just sort of a concentrated fraction of the hop and doesn't really have that full spectrum of flavor but you know experimented around with that stuff and it was just like geez it just kind of tastes like hairspray you know it just doesn't really <laughs> yeah. it's not true it's not you know craft and and authentic and I'm just sees we're creating this category I really want it to be the real thing you know and not cheapen it or you know create something that's that's kind of you know not not going to be not something I'd be proud to to produce and, and get behind and uh, and so decided to do it this way, and um, and we have uh, now we have competitors, right? And some of them have kind of done that, you know. They've said, well, well, I'll go to a flavor house and give me a little grapefruit flavor and a little, you know, 
pine needle flavor and a little of this or that will make it taste like a hop water and it won't, you know, and then we'll add a little bit of hop oil to it. But, uh, you know, and, and, you know, that's, that's, that's okay, I guess, you know, um, you know, the ingredients are on the labels, but, you know, I, I really take, get a lot of satisfaction from creating something that is truly craft brewed. You know, we, we, you know, we partner with the hops up, the hop farmers up in the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, we buy those hops that are, you know, the whole hop and then they're pelletized, right? So they're kind of crushed into these little pellets. And so if you're a home brewer, you'll know these as the T90 hops, you know, which are essentially just means that they're the whole hops that are crushed and then vacuum packed so that they stay fresh. And that's what we use uh, in our brewing process. And uh, yeah. Since you are kind of a new category, do they, I know we, there's lots of laws with um, distributing alcohol and things like that nationwide. Do they put you in the category of the alcohol or, or are you more categorized as like a soda or like beverage of sorts? Yeah, we're, we're, you know, because we have absolutely zero alcohol, um, you know, you can put us in the category of a sparkling water, okay. um, you know, but, you know, certainly a lot of retailers will recognize that people use us as a non-alcoholic beverage. So, you know, some of the retailers are like Total Wine and BevMo out here in the West Coast, they'll put us with the, the non-alcoholic beers. And, you know, we sell great there and consumers really kind of view it. So a lot of consumers view us as sort of this non-alcoholic special non-alcoholic beer. Um, but then in a lot of grocery stores, uh, you know, they'll put us with sparkling water. And, uh, you know, so we'll just be this new flavor of sparkling water out there. But from a legal standpoint, because we have zero alcohol, you know, there it, it can go, it can go anywhere. And then we can be, and there are some states that, you know, don't accept uh, shipments of alcohol through the mail. Fusion over that. And, uh, and, you know, the for for the you know for the non-alcoholic beers and other spirits that are 0.5%, um, it is it is there's some questions you know different states are interpreting that um, uh, differently. But for you, it sounds like it's slightly easier. Except it's easy for, for us. The We've UPS got to confusion. Yeah. yeah, no confusion. Zero alcohol. You know, we even put the word water on our. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess there's other that doesn't necessarily cure everything but uh um but yeah it's absolutely zero alcohol and that makes it very easy for us